black woman. Beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? My week has been, hmm... I have been trying to get all my documentation in for student loan forgiveness. Hmm. That's what I've been doing this week. It has been a student loan forgiveness week because you know what, y'all? Student loans went back into repayment this month. Yep, they did. As much as I did not think that that was going to happen because I knew that good old boy Biden was at least going to continue to give us 0% interest. But there is some good news with this like, extended, you know, public service loan forgiveness, like they are really counting payments even during the forbearance period. Period, And if you should have been paying and you were forbearing your loans, they count those too. So if you work for a 501c3 organization and you qualify for public student, public service student loan forgiveness, go on over there because you know initially i thought it was only the little twenty thousand dollar forgiveness and ten thousand dollar forgiveness for people that made over you know under a certain amount but mm -mm. if you qualify they are counting those payments so i am trying to make sure that if there's a payment to be counted i'm getting mine counted okay i'm trying to come out this thing unscathed owing owing nothing because i've made um definitely Definitely hundreds of payments, or over a hundred payments. So we'll, we'll see. Y'all pray for me. Oh, y'all pray for me. Keep me in your prayers. That's what I've been doing this week. Yeah. Now, how did the other people get student loan forgiveness? Like, can they stop getting my money too? I mean, well, you, well, you know, if you work for a nonprofit and you fall in those service fields, which most people that work for you know, nonprofits or they service uh, people, or if you're a doctor, patients in lower income areas, which means that you're not, you know, on, you know, plastic surgery, 90210. So you're not making as much as you could be making, you are sacrificing. Those are people that uh, qualify for public service student loan forgiveness. So it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's an exchange, right? Like you, sacrifice one thing or your income for the benefit of society. And as a reward, they say, well, we know you're not making as much as you should be making. So after 10 whole years of paying on your loans, <laughs> we're going to forgive some of them. Okay. Now, mind you, most people are like, oh, that's not fair for people that chose not to go to college. Um, and now they're getting all this, the loans. Y'all, it's still 10 years worth of payments. Like if you count the amount I paid on my loans 
versus how much I, I owe after random interest rate hikes and declines because that's what the federal government does. I, I paid my loans off. It's just the interest that accrues on those bad boys. And then it's, you know, they don't, they'll tell you they capitalized your interest quarterly on student loans. So you imagine if you have a large sum, they're going to say, oh, we're going to capitalize. Not only are we going to charge you the 6.8% interest, but we're going to also capitalize that. We're going to put interest on top of that interest quarterly. Now, people that don't have them kind of loans are, are sitting there talking about, that's a punishment for people that didn't go to college. No, you could have went to college. You could have went and you got to realize that most people after 10 years have paid off what they borrowed. It's the interest and in all of the rigmarole that has made it be so that you are paying longer. Like for some reason, like the, the verification forms, that's really what's getting me on my nerves. The verification form, the hospital I used to work in in 2016, used to be you can call the medical staffing office to verify, hey, I used to work here, right? That makes sense. Then they tell me that I called today. I'm like, hey, on your website, it says, if you need a verification form, you send it to this email. Oh, we no longer do that. You have to call HR. Well, I wouldn't have known that had I not called because your website said something different, right? Okay. So I call HR and HR said, oh, no, now we have a company called Experian. They do it. You just call them. Oh, okay. Then you call them and you're like, they're like, oh, it could take three to four weeks to process. But yeah, we do do it for that hospital. Really? Really? Now, I've waited two weeks to get no verification, right? You only got 30 days to get it verified. So at this point, you're sweating. And, and and this is this is the the things you have to go through. And then every year you got to get these forms verified. So if it switches up on you in that year, like it did for me, you're still responsible for your payments, but they don't count towards your loan forgiveness. That's how they get you. It's like you count towards your payments. So by the time you finish it all, you didn't pay almost all of it off anyway, if not more. But anyway, I'm neither here nor there because I'm so tired of people saying, I mean, they're forgiving the rich. Loans. No, if you we were rich, we wouldn't have no loans. Okay. We wouldn't have no loans if we were rich. Okay. So stop saying that. Well, you're punishing taxpayers that went to college. Okay, well, let's talk about uh, that didn't go to college. Really? You punishing the low income. Really? Because I didn't get no stimulus checks. I ain't getting none of them. And I pay a lot in taxes. I pay pretty much two people income in taxes. So stop it. Everything is not going to benefit everybody, but everybody got something to say when it don't benefit them, don't it? Anyway, I'm off my soapbox right now because we can have a whole episode by myself on this one topic. So I'm going to move on and say, Janine, how's your week been, darling? Um, well, I didn't get any student loan forgiveness, so my black behind will still be paying my student loans. And yes, I went to college and yes, I'm about to pay student loans until I probably go close my eyes and be with Jesus because... Y'all, do something productive. When you go to college, get a degree that it helps somebody. That's all I can tell you. Um, but this week, it's just been busy. It's like end of end of season this week. I mean, it's just a lot. Like, I wish that I could sum up how my week has been, but it just feels like everything is all just become one giant blur of days. And I told Ken earlier, I was like, hey, um, with all the things that we have to do, we're going to have to divide and conquer because otherwise neither one of us is going to make it through the season. And he was like, got it. And then I thought about this on my way home today. I was like, I have to start building out my trunk or treat for trunk or treat at church. So 
I already know what I want it to be. I just have to have the time to like go to Home Depot, get the stuff that I need, actually sit down and do it and hope that it's ready and, you know, get our little like costumes ready um, for trunk or treat. But like, when am I planning on doing that? I have no idea. My schedule is just insane. So I don't know. At some point, I hope that I will get it done. Well, I can't believe, you know, trunk or treat, y'all, it's Halloween already. I'm just, I don't know. I'm ready to get Halloween out of the way. And you know I am, Janine, because I'm ready to what? I'm ready to decorate for Christmas. My mom bought some Christmas decorations today. And I'm like, you know what? We got a couple more weeks until we can put these out. I'm just ready to get for Christmas. I am ready for October to be over with for several reasons. One, Halloween is really not a holiday that we celebrate. Yes, I dress my son up in little costumes. We're supposed to be, you know, Alex and Jason this year. Whole another story. But yeah, we're we're going to dress up. But it's not like, ooh, we're going all out. We're not that family that has, you know, pumpkins out on the porch or a scarecrow in the yard. Like, we're not that those people. But we will have candy. If you ring our doorbell, we'll give you plenty of candy. But uh, we usually don't do that much uh celebrating but yes when you when you said trunk or treat i do remember the the cuteness of the m&ms y'all were last year and i'm excited to see what you guys are going to be this year for trunk or treat but um i can take a leave halloween i really can that's because i i would skip halloween if it were me too because your birthday is on christmas but also like your mom really bought christmas decorations like today they're on sale. Uh, it's not even Halloween yet. We barely just hit fall. Like last season decoration. They still good. I was about to say, I mean, do Christmas decorations ever actually go out of style? No. That's what I was thinking. Like, hmm. They just uh, break. They they tear up eventually. They break. That is very true. They get worn down and you replace them. And so... That's yeah. how they go out of style. You just go to the store and say, oh, this is cute now. I, this, this is the thing. Then you get something new. But Christmas decorations are expensive. I use mine as long as I possibly can. Yeah, I saw this tree last year, I think it was, that had ornaments that weren't that like hard, like they weren't glass and they weren't that like hard plastic. They were like almost like bouncy ball material. And all of the ornaments were like that, so they didn't break. So, like, if they get smushed, they'd bounce back. It was really cute. I have to go find it again. But I'm like, if I can find ornaments that are like that, we're golden. I need some of those ornaments. Last year, Harrison was just taking taking the all the glasses off the tree and just throwing them. He thought they were so fun. Yeah, yeah. No. So, so anything that we replace was shatterproof. But, you know, uh, obviously, like I said, we don't throw ornaments away. So we still have some glass ones. We're going to put those towards the top of the tree and uh, see if he can get them. But hopefully now that he's four, he won't do that this year. All right, Jenny, what's on our timeline this week? Okay, Nicole. So this week we're going there. Okay, so I'm going to give this little like preface about this story. So we've all heard someone say, if a woman has been with another woman, then she might just be experimenting or she might just be curious. But if a man has been with another man, then he's gay. And we've also heard that, you know, heard things like, you know, women can be bisexual, but men can't. Let me start off this before we even get into what's on the timeline by saying that neither of those things or none of those things that I just mentioned 
prior to this are actually factual. Those comments are part of this like heteronormative dialogue that people like to push. And it's a little bit odd and I understand where it comes from, but we, we don't really have time on today's podcast to go through that. But like both men and women, we will just state it like this. Both men and women can experiment and both men and women can be bisexual. Okay. Now that we've all gotten that out of the way and we've cleared all of that up, let's get to the timeline. So today we're going to chat about a post or several posts on TikTok that we got from Farrah Gray. And Farragher is on TikTok. Um, Y'all probably already know him. If you don't, you can kind of go look him up. He's an author. He's kind of a relationship coach of sorts. He didn't actually like make this video, but we found the post on his page. So we're going to give him credit for it. So this video is actually a four-part video, which I was like, how is this thing four parts? But I will say it starts off like this. The caption actually goes through all four videos and it says, Woman calls off wedding because her boyfriend had an affair with several guys in college. So that's the premise of the video. The video basically is just a giant long argument between a guy and a girl. And it starts off by saying the guy's just saying like he had an affair with one of his male friends. It doesn't mean that they shouldn't, you know, get married and that she should call the wedding off. The lady then is screaming, saying she doesn't care. She doesn't want to hear what he has to say because he had slept with his best friend. He pleads his case and he says she doesn't care about him. She doesn't care because she just wants it to be over. But it's not done. It's not over. He goes on to say that he's a good man. And he then goes into this like screech almost, Nicole. Like he is screaming and he's saying, like, I'm a good man and any woman would want me, any woman would want a man like me. And I mean, at this point, he's like loud and angry. Like at first he was kind of just pleading his case. At this point, he's getting like irate. Then he says, you go ahead, try to try to throw me away, try to find somebody to replace me. And she tells him like, okay, sure. Like she's just kind of being super dismissive. She then tells him to go be back with his male best friend and the guy says, well, I'm different now. Like he's screaming. He's like, I'm a different man now. And she insists that they're done. She's like, I'm done. You can basically, she's saying like, you can say whatever it is that you want to say, but I'm done. I'm done with the situation. And she actually asked him to leave. He starts making the argument that they're grown now and that he, you know, he tries to ask her if she's ever slept with anyone when she was in college. She basically covers her ears like a child. And she said she doesn't want to hear it. She was like, she called it off. She doesn't want to hear anything that he has to say. This is called off. And he was like, nothing is called off. And so he he goes on to say, well, we're going to get married because we're grown now. We're going to talk this out. We're going to have a conversation and we'll move on. And then he says, we're getting married. Like he reiterates, we are going to get married. And she says, we aren't. Proceeds to, you know, tell him that this is ridiculous. Like, you know, she's plugging her ears and trying to have him move on. And then he calls her petty and he asks her again why she's mad that he slept with a few guys years ago. And she says, because anything could have happened. She said anything could have randomly happened and she could have, he could have randomly given her anything. And he says, he doesn't care how mad she is. 
nothing happened and that basically she's saying he's saying it doesn't matter she's saying it does matter because that's not what she wanted and they go back and forth like this for probably like 10 minutes right i mean some of the video skips past but like they're going on and on she points to the door and she says you can leave now he continues to plead his case she covers her ears again and says i don't want to hear it then he starts with the gaslighting and this is where it got to me, Nicole, because he was like, you don't love me. You never loved me. And she like basically like now all of a sudden, because she's decided to call off the wedding that she never loved him. And he then she goes, yeah, I mean, I did love you, but then you slept with your male best friend. So that made me think a little bit like it was a little bit more recent than college or back some time ago. But I'm not here to analyze their story. So then he says, it doesn't matter. And he says that. If you ask anybody, everyone has, you know, gone through a phase and he tries to tell her that he's going to expose her about the phase that she went through. And he says, you know, you act like you didn't go through a phase. She dismisses him. She calls him a clown. I I think that actually outright she calls him a clown. And then he says, you know, I don't know what you thought this was, but, you know, basically like I'm not going anywhere. You're stuck with me. I don't care what you say about me. This is this is how it's going to be. I know there's so much going on in this video because it's like literally like four parts of like a few minutes each. But for me, one, I kind of felt like if I was done and I was her and she's done as she says that she was, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm only arguing with people that I actually still care about or still want to be with. I'm not arguing with someone that I've already told you is over. What's the point of arguing? We're done. But then I thought... I don't know how I would react. I think I would be super stunned. Like, I can't even believe this is happening and probably want some answers to my questions. I don't know. I, so much went through my mind when I was watching this, trying to figure out what I would do in the situation. And I have no idea. But yes. So one, what would you do in the situation? And would you like marry him and be like, oh, okay, this is fine. Like it was years ago. He pleaded his case. Like, you know, give yourself some time to calm down because he didn't tell you, but try to figure out what happened and be like, okay, and then marry him? Or would you have called it off like she did? So, um, first of all, um, Farrah, where is he getting these videos from, right? Like his TikTok is like constant, like stories of drama. And I'm wondering like, how is he finding these people? But anyway, I digress. Um, She did the right thing. Like I would have definitely called off my engagement if I found out my fiance had had any relations before marriage. She did the right thing. I'm gone. You can't hold me there. That's the thing. She, he's like, honestly, it's like sort of kind of sissy-ish, isn't it? You're going to do, ah, you can't make me do nothing. You're going to really scream me down to make me stay? Because that gaslighting is like, you never loved me. Really? And you did love me, but you're going to lie to my face? That's love? What does love have to do with it? I'm just, love? I don't know, just a lot of that. I just wouldn't have even taken that much energy, spent that much energy on him. I would have walked away. Now, he does act uber aggressive, so maybe she's afraid that he is going to put his hands on her. That could very well be the reason that she's just continuing to go back and forth and not walk into said elevator that's like five feet in front of her. Because at one point I thought, is this video going to really show him putting his hands on her? Because he keeps on like, 
yelling, like yelling, yelling. It's like escalating, escalating, escalating. And so the next point of escalation is just to hit you, right? So, um, but but the question at hand, would I have done the same thing? Would I have called it off if I was dating someone and engaged in someone that I found out had relations with many men? Yes, I would have, because you lied. And I don't want to compete with many men and many women. I don't want to compete with that, right? Would I have called it off if I found out he had experimented with one man? Yes, I would have called it off. And and everybody is different with that. But in this exact same situation, I don't think it matters how many men he slept with. The point is, hey, you were dishonest about that. And I had to find out after I was engaged to you. So even if he came clean later on, I would be like, how long is it going to take him to come clean with what whatever else he's hiding? And what if he brought something back to me? And that's not just because it's sex with men. Sex with anybody else that's not me can expose me to everyone else's germs and infections, which could infect me. I have the choice to know if I'm walking into something that is akin to an open relationship, I should have that choice to say I'm okay with being someone but with someone that is bisexual. I should have that choice if I want to be with somebody in an open relationship or an open marriage so he can do what he wants to do. And if I so choose to, I can do what I want to do. I should have that choice. And when you lie to people over and over and over again, when you know that you are sleeping with other people or have slept with other people, it's just not right. Okay. You have to fess up and be open about that. I mean, especially if you're going to wait till you're engaged. And I would probably think that because of the setting they're in, it's not like he came clean and said, listen, there's something I've been hiding from you. This is what's going on. Let me talk about my sexuality to you. No, he didn't say that. Right. She probably found out, went up in that gym all raggedy. Cause you know, she, listen, we know the body types that be working out like that. Okay. She went out there. She went in that thing with her sweatpants on and her t-shirt. And she was like, let me confront him in the gym. Okay. That's probably what happened. And, um, you know, shout out to the big girls. Listen, I'm not a super frequent gym goer either. I go in spurts. Like sometimes I get motivated. I go, but you know, the way the wagon dragon, you know, I ain't in there every day. That's all I'm saying. She ain't either. Okay. So my thing is she probably went up there to say, listen, Shaniqua told me that in college you were with him and him and him. And he probably, probably denied it at first. And then when she confronted him with receipts, he had no, he, he couldn't do anything but tell his truth. And then he going to try to force this girl to be his beard. Really? You can't force somebody to stay with you. Okay, you cannot force somebody to stay with you. So she did the right thing. And I hope that she really does stay away and she moves on. And, you know, when you go through TikToks, you, the first thing I do, I go to the comments, right? Most of the comments were like, you dodged a bullet. His his reaction is a big red flag. He's aggressive. But then you have some things that's like, well, you know, move on. She's going to be alone. Find somebody who loves you for you. Really? So you're on the side of this liar? I mean, people, social media will surprise you, but there's always always somebody that has something to say 
to defend somebody that's in the wrong. And and whether you think it's she doesn't love him or not, it's wrong to lie. Let's get that basic principle through our heads. It is wrong to lie. She has been lied to. She would be silly to go forth, at least at this period of time, and marry somebody that she knew had lied. Now, I don't think there'd be any comments if it was her leaving because he had lied about women he had slept with, right? He a cheater, he a cheater. Hmm. Yeah, let that sink in. To me, cheating is cheating. If you lie about it, you lie about it, it's not good. But when you have a cheating with the other sex, mean your best friend, you out with the fellas, you being deceptive all this time, that's a lie. It's a lie. And, you know, just like if you cheated back in the day in college with a girl, right? You're not going to go hang with said girls all the time. We're not going to just openly trust you with random girls we don't have a relationship with. We're not going to do that. You're going to do things to prove after you've been caught, prove, hey, you can trust me, right? You're going to prove that. You're not going to do things openly or be with other women that aren't your girlfriends. But even if you say that was totally in my past, you're still doing things that don't that don't show that you're trying to get the trust back, right? Because she doesn't know. She doesn't know you're doing whatever you want to do. You with your best friends and with your buddies, you don't know. Especially if you had dibbed and dabbed with the best friend. We don't know. So now you haven't done anything to regain trust. That's a problem. That's a big problem. And now, no, her not proceeding with this marriage does not make her homophobic. It makes her know that she can't trust somebody that has lied to her the whole relationship. Okay, but Nicole, what if that never came up in conversation? What you mean? What if they never had a conversation about the fact that if someone never asked you, have you slept with women, wouldn't you assume that it just never, like, are you going to volunteer that information? Well, let me ask you this, Johnny. If, if, if you were HIV positive and you were with somebody in a relationship and they never asked you your HIV status, would That's that be different, okay? Nicole. No, it's not. I'm, no, I it's not. I would literally be giving them a disease. And, and, and he could have given her a disease. Yes, but that doesn't mean that he's HIV positive, no? No, it does not. But that's what I'm saying. But so the like, point I'm making is you don't have, you should not have to ask things directly. If you know, if this person knew that information, this could be a big deal based on other conversations, then you have got to disclose that information. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah, no, I mean, I understand. People think that lies of omission are okay. They are not. They are not. You cannot omit said information. Right? That's fair. Like, I might not ask if I'm dating a Caucasian man. I may not ask, is your mama racist? But if you know your mama been at KKK rallies and you didn't tell me and now I'm going over to the house, that puts me in an uncomfortable situation. You should have divorced that information sooner. I need to know. I should have the right to know if I'm going to marry into a racist family, and I may be hanging from a tree in two years. I should have the right to know that, right? So you shouldn't have to ask things directed. But you know what? Honestly, to your point, Janine, nowadays, listen, I'm in Atlanta. 
nowadays you got to do that right you have to say have you ever had sex with men women or both and guess what some people still gonna lie to you some people still gonna say oh no i uh so um what's the point of asking it directly you gonna you gonna lie people that are honest are honest all the time when it comes to big stuff like that right if you're gonna lie you're gonna lie it don't matter if you omit the lie or if somebody asks you you're gonna lie so uh-uh it's a it's a no for me you know that's the kind of stuff you tell people you tell people that stuff that's just like when people say you know um if you if you're uh dating somebody that's transgender right you shouldn't have to tell them that you were once another gender because they didn't ask right to your point they didn't ask why do you have to tell them that you once had a penis why they they'll find out eventually unless you got a real good plastic surgery down there but you know i'm gonna wait until and say i don't want to have sex before marriage and then i'm gonna get real serious and then then i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna wait you know two three years and then i'm gonna tell you give me a break <laughs> that's an omission you shouldn't do and that's the same thing you lying about being bisexual you're lying about being homosexual you're lying about being you know uh transgender all that you got to tell people you got to tell people people have the right to know that kind of stuff they have the right to know who they're being with okay nicole i didn't mean i didn't mean to to trigger you but yes no i agree but what i'm saying is some people i i was not supporting the the idea that you shouldn't tell people but i'm saying like some people will be like look we never had a conversation about it right like i'm good for not stuff like this but like i'm good for if you don't ask me directly i'm not going to volunteer additional information right now in with this yeah you're about to get married those are questions that you ask and information that you volunteer but i'm saying in some folks mind yeah we never had a conversation about it so all's well no you know that's sure but i mean it's just it's just crazy like if people don't tell like their history like they've been to prison and stuff like that like you gotta tell that kind of stuff (laughs) you gotta if it's gonna be something that impacts us later on i need to know like to me even like i got bad credit i need to know that stuff you need to know like i may not ask you what your credit score is all also uh, that's something you got to do too um but some people are not like just like hey what's your credit score but somebody if they if you know you have bad credit you know you got bad credit you should say listen before we get married we might have trouble buying a house because i got bad credit let me tell you why you need to be honest about that thing you need to be honest about that stop omitting stuff because guess what People are more resilient than you think. And a lot of people, if you upfront say, listen, these are my struggles. A lot of people, especially women, will work with you. Some women will actually work with you. But when you lie and you try to deceive, don't have me thinking you got a credit score of 750 because you balling out in some car that you didn't rent it. You know, then we get serious and you live in check to check. That's not fair. That's an unfair representation of yourself you put forward. Not fair. Uh Uh-uh. Don't do that. 
Don't make me try to fall for somebody that ain't you. Let me, don't do that. You know, uh-uh. That, that, I don't understand why people do that. There's something, especially in Atlanta. Now, I ain't been in Atlanta but two shakes of a second. But let me tell you what y'all do here. And don't come for me because you know you do it. People try to make themselves more important than they really are. And I think people in general do that. But the amount of renting and flossing is just unheard of. Like I look at some people and I'm like, oh man, what they do? You know, I'm doing pretty good financially, but what does that person do that's driving that, right? Because if you, people that are successful want to put themselves in rooms with other successful people, they want to network. And then once you get to meet people and networking, you realize you got a pot to piss in. You're actually making poor financial decisions. You're driving a $150,000 car and you ain't got nothing that you own. That's a problem. People try to mask themselves in public situations. And for the most part, there's a difference for me between putting your best foot forward and just living a straight up lie. You somebody, you just ain't. There's a difference between those two. And this here, lying about your sexuality, lying about stuff like your credit score, lying about the number of baby mamas you have, lying about the side piece, all that, Lies, lies, lies. You try to camouflage. Stop it. Stop camouflaging. Oh, Lord, you didn't give us financial planning advice. I mean, Lord Jesus. No, but for real, I, it's not just Atlanta and Nicole. They do that here in D.C. I think that social media has made people try to achieve things that they cannot achieve or that they shouldn't be achieving, and it makes people's priorities screwed up. Like, I don't... A very wealthy woman once told me, don't carry a bag with more that costs more than what's in it. So if you got mountains of debt sitting in your purse, you shouldn't be carrying a, a Chanel bag or a Birkin. Okay. Let's be honest. If you spending 30,000 plus on a bag, please tell me that you own at least one home outright. Okay, Nicole, let's let's move on. All right, Jenny. So are you ready to read through some of these or talk through some of these letters that our lovely listeners sent? Let's do it. All right. The first letter reads, Nicole and Janine, I've been with my boyfriend for a little over a year now. Things are going pretty well. However, I really want to tell him that I'm sexually fluid and miss being with women. Since we've been together... I haven't been with anyone except him. However, my best friend Kim is really my former, quote, cuddle buddy, end quote. You see, we would party hard and one thing would lead to the next and we would end up getting it in. Last week, we went to brunch for the first time in a while and we had bottomless mimosas. Afterwards, we went and did a little shopping and then um, we went to hang out and try on outfits at the house where, we, where the fun continued. We ended up making out, only kissing, then I stopped everything and told her I had to go. On the way home, I felt so guilty. Who is a great man and I don't want to lose him. But sexually, I'm missing something in our relationship. Ladies, how can I tell my boyfriend that I'm bisexual and also, and also like girls? I'm afraid this might be a deal breaker for him, but I can't keep depriving myself from pleasure without eventually breaking. I'm hoping he will be open to the possibility and won't look at it as allowing me to cheat since I'm not going to be with another man. 
Ladies, what do you think? Signed, Eliana. Okay, Eliana, you, I, you said more than one time that this is your boyfriend. You're not married. You're not engaged. You, y'all are dating. And this is one thing that I, if I can't teach anybody else anything, if you all don't listen to anything else that I say, I want everyone to listen to this. Until you are, are engaged and you have promised marriage to someone, and even then, but until you are actually married and there's papers, you date multiple people. Like if you haven't had a conversation about exclusivity, date them all. Date all of the people. I'm not saying sleep with them all. I'm saying date them all. Because you don't, you're not in a committed relationship, right? Now, if you had a conversation about a committed relationship and we're just waiting for, you know, what us to get our finances up and we have plans. That's different. You all know exactly what I'm talking about. And Eliana, the fact that you making out with the girl in your house and you let the fun continue, the fact that you let her come to your house, y'all, you and Luke are not in the relationship that, that we're at the point where you can't be dating other people. And here's the thing. You're entertaining other people already. So you might as well just go ahead and, and go for it. Don't hold this man hostage. Let him make the decision. You tell him and he can make the decision as to what he wants to do. You have to be, if you're going to put your big girl panties on and be making out and letting the fun continue at your place after y'all was trying on clothes, then you have to be big and bad enough also to put your big girl panties on and deal with potential consequences when you let him know. But you can't just continue to lie to him. That's just, it's not, it's just not okay. Like we're not even going to, you know better. Give everybody the information that they need to make the best decisions for themselves that they can. That's what you're doing here. You need to tell him so he can make his own decisions. Are we clear? Um, You know, a lot of people feel this, right? Like if, if it's like not another man, then that's not really cheating. And you know, some men actually feel that way as well but cheating is cheating right it doesn't matter if you with a man if you with a woman if you with a cat it don't matter okay if you with anybody else other than a spouse then it is considered cheating so um i do think that you need to be open and honest with him because the good thing is you have not had intercourse with another woman or anybody else but you are very tempted to and now you've kissed another woman so i think it's it's pertinent that you sit him down and say, listen, I need to tell you about my past. I love you. I want to be with you. But there was a time that I was with women and I do find them still attracted. I'm still attracted to you as well, but I want to make sure I'm open with you. And then if you, you got to figure out what you want, because if you don't want to be with one person, which is what it sounds like, you got to tell him that. If you want to be with just him, then you got to realize that you can't be with her. If you want to be with her, then you got to realize you can't be with him. So you got to find out what do you really want? What are you really attracted to? And if you want an open relationship so you can be with both him and her, then you have to say, listen, I really want to have an open relationship. I want to, or maybe you want to bring her into the bedroom with you. Okay. With the three of you and have a threesome. Most men actually would probably be, oh, open than that. Men are, men are a trip. If you ask them, say, I'm attracted to women. Do you mind if we bring a woman to the bedroom? Most men are going to be like, okay, 
sure, you know, they're going to be open to that. But if you're saying, hey, I want to sleep with this person by myself from time to time, that means you have an open relationship. So you also have to be okay with him sleeping with other people from time to time as well. And you cannot blame him for saying, no, that's not what I want. I don't want an open relationship. He has the right to know what you want. And he has to be able to make the choice. If he's okay with you being in an open relationship, great. If he's okay with you inviting somebody else into the bedroom, which I would not agree to, that can get complicated, but everybody's different, then great. But I think there's something about owning your stuff and actually being honest and saying, these are the feelings I'm having. I do not want to cheat on you, but these are the feelings I'm having. Trust me, if you're upfront with somebody to say, hey, I like women, I want to be in a relationship with a man, but I, you know, this is what I want. There are people out there that will allow you to do that. Like, have you seen that? What's the show? Sister husbands or something like that? Brother husbands or something like that? Where the women have multiple husbands? There's somebody for everybody out there, okay? But you have to be honest and you have to allow that person to make the choice to be okay with that. Otherwise, it's deceptive and it's not right. Yeah, nobody's going on sister husbands. Ready for another one? Yeah. This one says, hi, ladies. Please tell me how can I tell my husband that I'm bisexual? I don't want a divorce. I just feel like I should let him know. We both grew up very religious, but while he still is very much religious, me, not so much. While I wouldn't mind a threesome with my husband, I'm not interested in anyone other than him. I can just recognize that I'm sexually attracted to both men and women. I just want to be honest with my husband without making him feel insecure or get suspicious that I'm trying to be, I'm trying to leave him to be with someone else. A bit of backstory. I'm 31 and my husband is 35. We've been together for over 10 years and we've been married for five. About two years ago, I realized that I'm bisexual. I feel like I've been lying to my husband ever since. I'm scared that if I tell him, he would worry about me cheating or maybe even wonder what else I could be hiding. I've never been with a woman, so I don't even know that I would actually enjoy it. I just know that there's an attraction there. My husband is a wild card, so I have no idea of knowing how he's going to react. I'm happily married with no plans to leave. Does it matter if I tell him? I don't want him to feel like I want to leave him but I want to be honest. Your advice would really be appreciated. Signed, Serena. All right. So this is similar to the last case, except for this, in this case, you're married. Okay. So the question is, you've been, has this been your, you've known this to be your truth all these years? How long did you say they were married? They've been married for five years. They've been together for 10. She said she just realized she was bisexual two years ago. But you realized it two years ago. And my thing is, how did you realize it? What happened two years ago? Did you cheat two years ago? Because how are you going to tell your husband, who you've been with for 10 years, that all of a sudden you became attracted to women? How? What happened? Who turned you out? And did you cheat? And, you know, the usher said, if you're going to tell it, then you got to tell it all, right? Go ahead. Put it out there. How did you become attracted? And sometimes people can 
become attracted and nothing happened. But it's just odd that you've been with this person for 10 whole years and now all of a sudden you got eyes for somebody else. So that's why I'm saying what happened two years ago? Because you it seems like you know exactly when the switch turned. So what happened when the switch that made the switch turn is what I'm saying. Have you seen that movie, um, The Pass with uh, Candy Bure- Candy Burris and, and Todd, Todd and Candy? Well, they have a movie on Peacock right and at first i was like is this gonna be some low budget stuff but it's actually pretty good it has like a little plot twist uh at the end but either way in the movie without giving out the plot twist she allows her and her friends to talk about how they get their husbands a pass and she's like what girl pass and so she allows her husband to have a pass she says she didn't want to take a pass but her friend ends up sort of like drugging her and they end up sleeping together. The, her and her female friend end up sleeping together. Now, the female friend is outwardly bisexual. I mean, or, or not even bisexual. She's a lesbian. But they end up sleeping together. And she, you know, realized they slept together. And it's sort of like, oh, my God, I can't believe they slept together. But then it's like, turn out. Like, she's like straight up head over heels for this woman. And that's her, like, light switch, right? Like, oh, I didn't realize I like this, but I like it. So when was your little light switch that? came on when was your aha moment as oprah says because it says it's sounding real like there's a there's a moment but either way regardless i think that if there was a moment of weakness at some point you have to tell your significant other if you know that you are bisexual then you have to tell your significant other because there'll be some things that he can't do for you right and then that is going to show even if you try your hardest there will be things, especially if you now know all of a sudden that you're attracted to women sexually, sexually, there'll be a change in your relationship. And that is going to, to make friction in your marriage. And that is going to make your marriage fall apart because then you're going to feel like you can't be honest with your husband, which is going to be a problem. Now, I will say versus the last time, the last uh, letter, the last letter, she can walk away, right? You give them the option, take it or leave it. But now you got papers on this person. You have a marriage. Um, you have a family. Um, your families have merged together for the last 10 years. I mean, so so that discussion is going to be a very serious discussion about how you want your marriage to move forward. And because you're set, you're attracted to women, are you saying that you want an open relationship or you just want to talk about your feelings? Because you don't know what your feelings are exactly. But either way, I think that there's there's some integrity to sitting down and saying, hey, this is what's going on with me. I think that we should go to counseling about how this is going to affect our marriage um, and how we can work through it if you want to work through it. Okay. And if you want to work through it, what does that look like for you? What does that look like for him? Right? Because everybody's always so like supportive. Like whenever Caitlyn Jenner came out, right? And wanted to change his, and I know that's not the same. He wanted to change his his uh, gender, right? His his whole you know whole gender. I understand that your sexual preference has changed. Maybe it hasn't, but it's, it's you added a preference there. But everybody was like, "Oh, he's so brave! He's so brave!" Or excuse me, she's so brave! She's so brave. But I always think like, poor Chris Jenner. Like, how does that other person deal with that? That is a lot to accept, right? And if you do want to stay in the marriage, but you want this person to accept the new you, 
and that is that you're attracted to women, how is that going to affect your husband? How, you know, so we got to think, we want to, you want you to feel supported. We want you to be honest, but we also, you also have to think, how is that going to affect him? And how is that fair for him? It's not fair for you to live on a, live a lie. And it's not fair for you to be unhappy if you're not attracted to your husband anymore. But it's also not fair to him for you to lie. And then there's friction in your marriage with him not even knowing. So you have to figure out how is this going to work for me? And how is that going to work for him? And can we, with the new, my new revelation, are we going to be able to figure out a common ground so that we can coexist? And sometimes that may mean an open marriage. Sometimes that may mean staying together for the name of the, the children, if you have them, or to make sure your investments are intact, but you have your life and he has his life. Sometimes these things can look complicated and we can't judge marriages because everybody's marriage is different. There's no such thing as a perfect marriage. It's what works for you. Okay. But either way, you have to talk that thing out with your husband and be honest. I agree. It's bothering you. So there's a little bit more to it than you are writing us in this letter, right? It's bothering you because for there are a couple things that stuck out to me in this letter. Multiple times you said that you love your husband and you don't want to cheat and you haven't had an experience, but you continue to reiterate that you love your husband and you're happily married and you want to stay together with your husband, but you feel like you're lying to him about who you are. So is it that I don't know why it's taking you two years if it's just simply like, hey, hey, hon, I think I'm bisexual. If there's not something that you're trying to attain or trying to be with, then why is it such a big deal that you think that you're bisexual? Because you don't actually know, do you? Like, you know the feelings, but like, what is it that you feel like you're lying to your husband about the epiphany that you had that you're bisexual? I'm confused. Like, you're not any different from a person than you were before. It's not that you that you just became bisexual. You are just realizing that you're bisexual. No. So, like, did you lie about it? I don't know if you what what is making you hesitant to tell him if there's nothing that you've done? Just like, hey. And then if he says, like, hey, have you slept with a woman? You're telling us no. So what is it? I'm confused. And then you said that there, you added this element of religion in here, right? And you said that he's still very religious, but you not so much. But is he okay with you being not so much religious? Because I think that that would be a bigger deal with you not being as religious than you being bisexual. And then you said he's a wild card, so you're not 100% sure that how he'll respond. There's a lot here. I just don't, I don't know why you just don't tell him, but I think you have to tell him. Because he's your husband. And I don't think that you want to keep secrets from your husband. And then I went back to this for a second. You said that you're 31 and your husband is 35. And you all have been married for five years. And you've been together for over 10. Y'all have been together since you were babies. So you're still growing and learning. I mean, I'm just I'm just going to say, like, yeah, I, I, I kind of think that you got to tell him. All right, Janine. So what did you learn new this week? Okay, so I learned that according to a 2021 Gallup poll among self-identifying adults, so they identify their own sexuality, 4% of the U.S. population, 4% of adults, so 18 and over, of the U.S. population consider themselves to be bisexual. Now, in the LGBTQ community, 
56.8% of the LGBTQ plus community considers themselves bisexual. 56.8. So more than half of the community consider themselves bisexual. Now, if you want the breakdown of the 4% of the U.S. adult population as a whole, 6% of those people are identify as women and 2% identify as men. Now, do I think that the stigma that people place on bisexual men that we talked about at the top of the episode um, plays into this reporting? Absolutely. So do I think it's 100% accurate? No, but no poll is. But it's very interesting that 6% of the female population consider themselves bisexual and 2% of our male population consider themselves bisexual. What did you learn this week, Nicole? So in a poll, is this a London poll? So it's not U.S., it's a, L- a London poll um, that polled more than 1,000 people. 74% of the LGBTQ plus community said they feel a need to lie about their sexuality or gender. And 77% were uncomfortable about being their true selves in public. So we have a, a long way to go, Johnny, when it comes to people living in their truths and feeling free. I just wish that we would just allow people to be who they are. Honestly, like everyone just do your best. We all know how hard it is to do your best. It's hard. We all life life's all of us, no matter what your, your life situation, just let people be who they are. As long as they're not hurting anybody, as long as they're not, they're, they're not killing people or harming people, let people be, please. Just let them be. Okay, I'm done. All right, Janine, are you ready for the motivational moment? Let's do it. This one comes from Ashley Heron Blake, who is an openly bisexual author. And she said, sexuality is complicated. It's not static. People change and sexuality can change too. Now, while this is true, remember that it is unfair to change and not let the one you're with know about the history of said change so that they can choose to be with the real you. Live in your truth. Someone will get to know all of you and love you for who you really are. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Bye. Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson-Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh, That's Deep, BWC. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production.